0: yourself james dundon this is all your fault you and your stupid program james dundon
1: please feel free to bask in my glow hey pod 12 from dundon hi it's been a while let's do this um amazing back to school tips including what to do with new shoes and the time that i left my number for a shop assistant that i fancied that was a low point uh, it's all on the pod, but first we'll get into this. It's Ellie Goulding, and this is Heart Cornwall. It's James Dunton getting it home. I'm back on in the afternoon. Thanks, by the way, to Adam, who's done a, a great job the last couple of weeks covering this show. I, I caught a couple of bits of it. I caught this bit. A massive overgrown bush. And, and also, I enjoyed this. This semi has gone up in loot. So well done, Adam. The bar has been raised. A lot of, um, a lot of hype about Linda McCartney's sausage. Have you seen? Yeah, have you seen this vegetarian sausage? Apparently, she does a good. Linda McCartney's vegetarian sausages are so tasty. You will love them, even if you're a meat eater. You used vegetarian sausage. What's the point? Don't have sausage. I don't understand. It's like decaf coffee. Why? I tell you what I did once I went to the co-op I bought some bottles of beer and I thought well that's quite cheap it's a bargain I'll pick, pick those up got home non-alcoholic oh! I bought four bottles of wheat juice what am I going to do with them uh, bookies have already starting taking bets on the name of a new royal baby Alice and Arthur uh, are, are currently in the top place Alice or an Arthur it, but if the general public was to name the new royal, b- royal baby what would be the most popular choice Well, an online poll has revealed the top five Royal Baby Names. The votes are in. Here we go. Are you ready? I bet you could guess these. At five, Philip. Philip? At four, Albert. At three, Alexander. Royal Baby Names, as chosen by the public. At two, Baby McBabyface. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, number one, this is absolutely genuine. Royal, Royal baby name poll that has been done today as chosen by the public, suggested and voted for. The number one is... Boaty McBoatface for second. Um... The, the back-to-school aisle in the supermarket, basically been there since since schools came out, which I think is a bit tight for the kids. It's like, oh, don't remind us. But I've, I've been doing some investigating for you because various supermarkets do it in different ways. So, like, Asda, they, they've got laminators. The back-to-school aisle, they've got laminate. You can buy a laminator as, as part of back-to-school. I can't write on my textbook, miss. It's covered in plastic. You know, Why? Uh, Sainsbury's just have a seasonal aisle. So I went to my local Sainsbury's makeup. They've got a row of plants and gardening stuff next to back to school. Which is, you know, it kind of works because you could just go, there you go, kids, back to school there, parents, gardening there, sort it out, you need to. You know, back to school. That's basically what they're saying. Back to school, you got time. Um, Tesco's in the same aisle. Tesco's have got back to school stationery and the other end they've got wine which I think, well, again uh, something for the parents and Emma's uh, in list Emma, you ready for back to school? No, when my kids go back tomorrow why, well, why aren't you ready? Because we've not been well Oh, I can hear you a bit What's it? Why well, is it just yeah. a cold, is it? Yeah, back uh, to school cold Oh, teacher, yeah. I'm really ill
0: no, we've
1: all got a sickness bug. It's not nice. Oh, no. Oh, I haven't... So, anyway. Oh, okay, yeah, no, we'll move on. I don't want intimate details of, of, oh, of what's been coming you. out of where. Um, uh, <laughs> you you text me with the most incredible back-to-school tip. If people have got new shoes for their kids, and let's face it, new shoes hurt.
0: Yeah, uh, fill up a food zippy bag, the type of ones that you put... Um, yeah, like a, a freezer bag, season, yeah, yeah, right. Fill it up with water, put it into the shoe put the shoes in the freezer overnight and the ice will expand the leather or whatever it is, the material of the shoe, make them looser so they fit better.
1: What? Top tip. Have you ever tried it on your shoes though, Em? Yes,
0: I have all the time because I'm forever buying new shoes. Um, I've got a bit of a thing about shoes but i can't um, believe that works though it does work honestly i bet you you know it will work But 110 what
1: 110%. what happens if you forget to take the shoes out of the freezer do you send your, your kids to school with very cold feet <laughs> 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 james dundon hey that's quite a voice you've got there you ever think about doing radio royal baby news yesterday of course we had that uh there's more royal news today though two bits of royal tittle-tattle that will not go away with her both of these uh, plenty of times uh, but these two have been trending all day one the queen is planning to step aside let charles take over this is from a royal butler who said Prince Charles has had a meeting with the Queen two weeks ago. The plan is if, if the Queen is still on the throne at 95, she's 91 now, but she's still there at 95, the Regency Act will come into force, which will mean that Charles will become uh, Prince Regent and be king in all but name. So we won't have to call him King Charles, we'll still have a Queen, Queen Elizabeth, but, but essentially the Queen will then retire, keep the title, but not have to do anything, Prince Charles will carry out all the royal duties. Which sounds fair enough. So that, that's one bit of tittle-tattle. Unconfirmed, I should say. Uh, the other one, is Prince Harry engaged to Meghan Markle? Oh my, god. and this has been going on and on. It's been trending all day, and um, the, the gossip is that they're engaged, but they haven't gone public. Why? Because they didn't want to overshadow the news of royal baby number three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the whole problem. It's royal baby number three. It's been overshadowed by the first two. We're sick of it. I mean, uh, sorry, I was such a bloke, but <laughs> I'm so sorry. Off to the tower, straight off to the tower. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay now looking at buying another holiday home in Cornwall. He's looking at a, a former bank in Foy. Um, and because it, it was a sort of a town centre location, everyone thought he was going to open a restaurant, but apparently not. Apparently, it's a holiday home he's eyeing up. Because Hol- it is a very nice building, all granite fronted and looking very nice. So, no, but a posh holiday home. So that's like, how many holiday homes has Gordon Ramsay? Isn't that like three that he's got in Cornwall now? You just, you just imagine it when, when he receives his council tax bill, he be straight on the phone to County Hall. <laughs> yeah, that'll tell him. James Dundon.
0: Your station has a
1: lot of problems. This episode of Peppa Pig, right? This has been banned in Australia for being outrageous. This was shown once. It had loads of complaints. Parents were outraged because of this bit. Hello, George. Have you seen the spider? It's too scary.
0: Take it away.
1: There's no need to be afraid, (laughs) Peppa. Spiders are very, very small, and they can't hurt you. Oh, now it doesn't work in Australia. Spiders are deadly! They're, the spiders will kill you, some of them. You know, this is it. I, I always... I admire Australians, because they've, they've got reason to be afraid of spiders, whereas I'm just petrified of them. Uh, I don't like them. Hello, George. Have you seen the spider? <laughs> yeah. That's the noise I make, too. When I see a spider, <laughs> I go, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Go to Tragos. Get a bottle of No More Spiders. It smells of peppermint. They uh, spray your entrance. They they don't they won't come near you. Bob Marley now. 185 mile an hour winds. Can you imagine what that's like when it's like when you're at Land's End in like 50 mile an hour? You're thinking, flipping it, my feet gonna go off the ground. It, you know, it's scary. Richard Branson is one of those who is apparently living in the path of a storm. He's he's got a, a, a property on a, a place called Necker Island in the Caribbean, and Richard Br- Branson's just done a blog. He's found time to do a blog. Um, th- this is the storm prep. So Richard Branson has done. He's moved all his patio furniture inside. He's, he's taking a picture of his lounge. He's got all this patio furniture all, all piled up on top of each other. And he said, the building's strong, and it has hurricane blinds fitted. Hurricane blinds, really? What, what is that... So what, so you're just going to draw the curtains? I'm, I'm not... Hurricane Blinds, I think he might have been sold a dud. I'm just... I moved house over the weekend, uh, only broke three table lamps and a wine glass. Winning! Um, And this morning I started the worst job ever, which is where you have to ring round the council tax and the water and the electric and the broadband and you've got to close all the accounts, you've got to start new ones, and it's like, oh, God. It's just mind-numbing. You're just sitting there waiting for them to pick up. And Well, one thing I have noticed... And I I don't know if this is just... Well, I don't know. You might be able to tell me. Uh, Maybe you know someone who works in one of these places or you you work there yourself. Why is it... They always say, oh, sorry, my computer's on a go slow today. Or, you know, oh, the system's been really slow. Just bear with me. Or I just put you on hold for a minute. The system's a bit, you know, it's, it's just uh, groaning a bit under the weight. Well, right. Either every company has got absolutely blooming useless computer systems or, or it's some sort of diversionary tactic that I'm not getting. What's the point of... I mean, are they putting me on hold to answer another call so they get... Uh, is this what they do? I don't, I don't understand, because I do notice but these companies are picking up the phone quicker these days. You don't usually get on hold for that long. It's like it rings you straight through. So is that what they do? They say, oh, the system's been really so... Can I just put you on hold? And they go away for 10 minutes, and it's like, are they answering another call? This text came in saying, I work for E.E. E. in Plymouth. We do have moments when our computers get overloaded and it's really awkward to know what to say to a caller, so I just put them on hold. Well, thanks for your honesty. <laughs> That's sick. And uh, this one says, I work in a call centre. I put people on hold when they're getting on my wick. What? Well, I was being... No- I was really nice to everyone. Honest. I love this. It's like a real show. James Dundon. Yeah, I never reviewed a thing. I really should do my bit, because when I buy stuff from, like, Amazon or whatever, I always look at the reviews. That's the first thing you do, but I'm pretty useless. I, I always forget. I just don't do it. Ain't nobody got no time for that. But, but, you look at some of the reviews for things, and you think, hang on a minute, who are these people writing this stuff? Some some people do go a little bit overboard. So, like for this, so on Amazon, bizarrely, you can buy a pack of Colgate toothbrushes for two pounds. Who knew? You, why would you buy a to- pack of t- t- toothbrushes off Amazon? You go to a petrol station. I don't understand. Anyway, uh, we have a review here. Three genuine Colgate toothbrushes for less than two pounds, including postage. Seems pretty good value to me, especially when compared to high street shop prices. They arrived in two days, fully blister-packed, as you'd expect. These are identical to the toothbrushes I normally buy in the supermarket and do a very good job of cleaning my teeth. I am very pleased with my purchase. Who thinks of this stuff? It's just, it's ridiculous. James Dunn getting it home, higher. Uh, hey, you'll never guess what's coming back. Yes! The weakest link going to be making a return. Apparently Anne Robinson is... Uh, Goodbye. No. Hello, Anne. You're coming back. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think she saw the BBC Wages that were published today and Anne Robinson thought, I'm having some of that. She, yeah. Goodbye. She's going to come back at the weakest link. Which was always... I loved it when uh, the contestants gave us silly answers and Anne just sort of did her stone face.
0: Christy, in UK geography, the road called Wattling Street that now forms part of the A5 was originally built by which civilization? Apes. (laughs) The Romans.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it when she just looked down at people like that. Although sometimes she did lose it, She, she dropped the act. Which
0: dog was sacred in ancient China? Um Alsatian. Pekinese. <laughs> Paul, in the human body, what medical condition does hypertension <laughs> describe? High blood pressure. Sorry. I...
1: <laughs> Hilarious stuff. <laughs> Alsatian. <laughs> it has got a very strange sense of humour. Hiya, uh, this is James Dundon getting it home. You alright? Hiya. Uh, oh. Welcome to Dundon's supermarket sweep. Yes. Shopping has never been so fun. Imagine me in-store radio. That would be good, wouldn't it? Hey, got it covered. The tunes are on. Right, picture this, right? So you go shopping, and all the stuff goes through the till, and you pay for it, and then they give you the receipt. And at the bottom of the receipt is a warning saying, too much sugar. Or oh, so it says, Your shopping's too high in fat. Uh, they uh, they want to do this. They they want to because they do this on food packaging already. But now they want to tot it up at the bottom of your receipt, showing you how much sugar and fat and calories you have in your overall shopping, which which would be shameful. Imagine doing that. The problem is because they tried this at the University of Birmingham. They did a study that, that showed people did think more carefully about what they were ringing through the till. Yeah, don't shame me. I mean, the thing is, it's too late. I bought it. What am I going to do? You've rung it through the till now. The thing, I mean, it could go a step even worse. If a self-service till starts sounding a siren, that, you know, that would be too much. It's shameful enough already when I go through buying my bottles of tribute, because they, they sell them as singles, so I'm there going, boop, approval needed. Boop, approval needed. Yeah. Boop, approval. And everyone's going, cool, this guy's going to have a good weekend. Who's he? He's uh-huh. going, yeah." James Dundon. I, I was making radio shows for fun. If, if, if Everybody does it. At least everybody I know. Shut up! Tart Cornwalls, James Dundon getting a home hire. A- anyone else on Noel Fielding's shirt watch? Bake Off? I, I, the, the shirt, Noel Fielding's shirts are very snazzy. because, Well, they're louder than we thought, because originally when he did the interview, when he got the job for Bake Off, Noel Fielding said he wanted to wear black every week. He, he said, and I quote, I want to wear black and represent goths in the mainstream. Represent Goss in the mainstream. You're doing you're doing a cake show, dear. What are you talking about? It's but anyway, if if you are interested in Noel Fielding's shirt, uh the one that he was wearing last night, it was blue with uh pink things on, and it's from a boutique in London. Uh Noel's shirt is £324. Or you can find exactly the same thing. Trago's guard in the curtain Nisle. He's gonna make it into a shirt. James Dunn Oof Oh, oh, make sure it wins. Um, I've been single for the first time in a little while and uh, I've had a nice break and I've reset my brain and I am single and ready to mingle. I am back out there. Uh, And this morning, I actually, I'm not going to use the music because it just cheapens it. This is a very courageous thing that I did this morning. I went into a clove shop and I saw uh, someone that I fancied. Uh, I'm going to be very vague. I'm not going to name the clothes shop. I'm not even going to say where it was because it, it it gets quite embarrassing. But I went I went into this clothes shop and there was a chap working in there and I thought, yeah, I want to take you for a drink. So I thought, how do I do this? Because I've never done this. I've always, I've always done online dating and all that thing. So I've never like been face-to-face and had to do that. So... I thought, how shall I do this? I'm in a clothes shop, I know, shoes. And this is a great tip. If ever you want to pull someone who works in a clothes shop, go for the shoes because the, you uh, tell them your size, they go back into the stock room, they get you a pair and then they sort of stand over you while you try on these shoes just in case you need another size or, you know, so it's ideal. So while I was trying on the shoes, I was there giving it a bit of small talk, you know, about the weather, about how quiet it was in town because all the school's gone back. Or oh, I had all the, all the patter... Very impressive. So, um, I ended up trying two pairs of shoes on. <laughs> I sent him back in and got, got him to get another pair because I wasn't satisfied. I thought we'd keep him for a bit longer. So, we we did all that and then I thought, right, I'm in. This is it. This is the moment I will give you my number when you ring the item through the till. I thought, I'm going to have the shoes. So, we went towards the till and he passed the box of shoes to a female colleague of his. Doll, and she... Rung it through the till. He went off somewhere. He was on his break or something. I'd taken too much of his time up. He was thinking, oh, I'm getting away from this guy. So I thought, well, I'm still going to go through with this. So I said to the girl on the till, have you got a bit of blank paper, a little bit of till receipt? And she said, pardon? And there were, like, people being served to me next on the, on the next till. I said, have you got a bit of till receipt and a pen? I just want to, I just need to write something down. And she went, right... So she go. So I wrote my number on there, and <laughs> she saw I was writing down a phone number. I bet she was thinking, "Oh no!" And and I passed it to her, and I said, "Could you give this to the man who helped me with the shoes?" And all of a sudden, there was a look of relief on her face, as if, "Oh, thank God, he's not giving it to me!" And and uh, with that, I bid her a good day, and I turned on my heel and I walked out with a bit of a spring in my step. I was quite excited. Oh, the adrenaline was pumping. I was like, "Yeah!" I, uh, uh, I, I was walking out, was springing my step as quick as I could. <laughs> say, I, d- I don't know what to think about this. I really i am not sure. The, the... <laughs> Karen in Karen in Torpoint said, this is brilliant. Uh, Dave said, you sly dog. Cornwall's not safe when you're around. Uh, this text says, call into to top man in Truro and give me a number. <laughs> this uh, You know, I'm single and ready to mingle. I went into a clothing shop today. I won't say where. And fancy the shop assistant, and left my number for him with his colleague, which probably is my undoing because I haven't had a text yet. So he's probably had uh, bullying and torment from his colleagues all day over this. But but on the other hand, what time do clothes shops close? Is it like half five. That's all right. He's been busy. He won't have had time to text, or maybe he's playing it cool. I'm I'm also wondering if I wrote the number clearly the phone number because I was I was visibly sweating I was shaking literally vis- I I I don't know what God, why did I do this I've never done this before Leave a phone number for someone. Shauna actually texts me at eight twenty-one twenty-two. Start your text with Cormel if you want to say hey. Shauna said, uh, "Why did you give him your phone number? That's really old-fashioned." What, what do you? What do you give him? An email? I don't. <laughs> uh-huh. What you don't know is I left in my landline. Oh, it's, you know. And the other thing, because the whole premise of it was I was getting him to help me try on shoes. Someone else texted in saying, "What shoe size did you ask for?" Yeah, I, I'm a size eight, but maybe, maybe when he said what size are you, I should have gone twelve, of course. <laughs> you know, Karen in Torpoint, you are right, Karen? Yeah,
0: I'm fine. Yeah, You're good.
1: Yeah, you've done this. You're a phantom phone number lever.
0: <laughs> it was scary.
1: Yeah, it is. There's just something about it that just gets it. I, I felt adrenaline. But I yes. haven't felt for years. Do you know, like, the uh, proper old-school dating ways? Before all this online yeah. stuff, because I was thinking about this earlier. I'm really worked up about this now, but really all I've done <laughs> is, like, the equivalent of just sending a Tinder message to some random I don't know. They're I don't are exactly the I same. Know. But this just feels more real.
0: It's the waiting.
1: Yeah. What What happened with you then?
0: Um, it was just this guy that used to be a delivery guy where I worked. Do you remember I worked at the Port Buyan Hotel? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and he was a delivery guy there and <laughs> i just really liked him but it's like when you see someone and you get all silly <laughs> I it took me months <laughs> it took me months and i thought all right, i've got to go and give him my number so i thought i know the next time he's going to be delivering at work so i walked down there on my day off and i bumped into him but i just couldn't do it uh... so i thought i'll start it i'll have to leave it but then he went up the road and turned around to deliver to somewhere else so i just ran over to the van and put it on the windscreen
1: what, so le- Hang on a minute! So you left your number on a bit of paper <laughs> on his windscreen. Yeah, it was just my name. <laughs> did he, I bet, I bet he picked up a piece of paper and then walked round his van to check the damage.
0: <laughs> he did. He went down, docked <laughs> at to the next delivery, and then realised it was on there because I could see him from where I was standing, and I knew he'd got it. And then he didn't text me for like about eight hours.
1: Yeah, typical. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that.
0: like, I know, and he was like, Oh my god! I thought, What have you done? But we did meet
1: up a couple of times. Oh, so. <laughs> well, uh, there's hope yes. for me yet. I haven't had any message yet. Get uh, back. I, God, back I'm not going back, Karen. <laughs> i have the police there waiting for me. <laughs> James Dundon. Now, Mrs. Now, please. Now, Thanks for tuning in to the James Dundon podcast. hope you enjoy the laughs. We're going to leave you with something slightly more serious, but I think I, I just want you to listen to it because we did this on the show on Friday... We launched our brand new Cornish charity we're going to be supporting. And yes, if you do text the number at the end of this package, you will still be able to make a donation. So please enjoy the work that Livewire and Saltash went, because I went there. I I was blown away by it. I'd like you to find out a bit more about it. So have a listen to this.
0: (laughs) Globals. supported by
1: Plusnet. We're a week away from Global's Make Some Noise Day. It's happening on Friday the 6th of October. This morning we launched our Cornwall charity that we are supporting for 2017. It's Livewire in Saltash. You know, Cornwall's a beautiful place. We've got beaches, we've got scenery, we've got sunshine. Hard to believe it on a day like this, but but stick with me, right? It's it's beautiful down here, but beneath all that are families who are struggling to make ends meet. There's a lot of poverty down here and there's kids that have very difficult home lives. And Livewire in Saltash is a project that takes them in, doesn't just give them music lessons, also gives them rehabilitation, counselling, advice, support, and I'll say it, it, they save lives. We know there are kids that just didn't want to live anymore and then they went to Livewire in Saltash and found their route forward in life. Livewire and Saltash don't have funding from Cornwall Council anymore. They cut the funding three years ago. So it's up to us to support them now. We've got to do this. Livewire have managed to keep their doors open through volunteers, through donations, through various fundraising, but they're really struggling. And what they're struggling with is the amount of kids that now use them as a service. And I'm going to explain to you why kids go there. It's an incredible place. I took a tour. I went to Saltash, had a look around Livewire and visited some of the kids that use it. Hello, hey, James. Andy. Hey, Good to know. meet you, James. Yeah. So where are we going to go first? The venue. Lovely. Yeah. Okay. I guess this is the main. Wow! Look at this. So this is the performance area. It's like a like a theatre. Well, it is a theatre. Look at it. Look at the size of that stage. Do you need a stage that big? No, we don't need a stage that big. We probably could have had a stage half that size just for performance, but because we want young people to kind of learn how to use the stage in every aspect. And it is a fully professional setup. I've counted about, I reckon, 60 lights. Uh, Twin speakers each side, full sound outfit, monitors at the front of the stage, drum kit all set up ready to go at the back. It's the space to learn and develop and what's wonderful as well, and I think that's about the community that this place is, if somebody gets up on that stage and they do forget their lines, they do drop a few bum notes, everyone's going to get a clap and a cheer... Do you know what I mean? Which, again, for the confidence, is amazing. So when these young people turn up to Livewire in Saltash with bad depression, with anxiety problems, they are given a safe space to make a dream come true. They are given a chance to learn a trade whether it be performance or whether it be sound engineering they've got all the kit Livewire and Saltash to do this as we discovered we continued the tour we went up the stairs uh, to one of the practice rooms and and I even gave it a go myself right so we're in here drum kit here oh sorry did I understand that you were a bit of a drummer in your time. <laughs> and there, there happens to be a pair of drumsticks. Oh, just just God. There. I haven't played the drums for, it must have been five or six years. I literally, Oh, a oh dear. See, I'm very nervous now, because you're all watching me, all right? All right, oh, dear, right. Um. Oh, no, I can't. Oh, no. Oh, I thought that was very good, actually. (laughs) So that was the practice room. Also upstairs, a fully kitted-out recording room, and it's got a ten-foot-long sound desk that was owned by a very, very famous person. Mitch, take me through this. This desk is... I believe it used to belong to Pete Townshend and his main recording studio. You're joking. So they would have recorded The Who on desk? Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: You know, young people to have somewhere that they
1: can record a really high-quality recording that's going to cost them absolutely nothing. And get it Um, mixed. And get it mixed, get it mastered. mastered. Mm -hmm. Um, This place is definitely essential, because if it wasn't here, you can only imagine what kids would be doing in their spare time as opposed to being creative. So that's why Globals makes Noise is supporting Livewire and Saltash because we know when we give them the money, they're not going to waste it on buying new bits of kit or painting the walls or putting some nice pretty carpet down because that doesn't need doing. All that's kind of done. What they want the money for is to provide proper mental health support for young people. They want specialists. They want counsellors. They want people who can support young people through mental health. But they need your help because they don't get funding anymore. Cornwall Council is broke, they've cut funding to projects like Livewire, they have their funding pulled overnight and um, they don't want to close their doors, they still want to be there for young people. It's a tremendous burden for Andy and the other volunteers to look after these youngsters and make sure they're okay. Why don't we help them out? So, please, if, you, if you've been listening to this, you admire the work that Livewire and Saltash do. You can help the total right now by donating just £5. You pick up your mobile, you text the word money to 70766. Money to 707 double six. You will have donated five pounds. One hundred percent of your donation that comes off your phone bill will go to Globals Make Some Noise. If you're under sixteen, please ask bill payers' permission. Standard network charges may apply and T's and C's. MakeSomeNoise.com, where you can find out more about Livewire and Saltash for charity. We are supporting in Cornwall and the others we are supporting up and down the UK. Make some noise. We are so-
0: See in the dark.